0: an overly negative person
1: no 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 that's i think that's no okay i just want i see you as not living up to your full potential sure and so you've challenged me so much and so i really want us to grow together Mm -hmm. i feel like i've i have gotten i feel like i've grown up to where you have wanted me to grow if that makes sense,
0: you're on the track, sure.
1: Yeah, I'm on the track you, you, that you've been trying to get me on.
0: <laughs> right, I can. I at this point, I can sort of, I can retire. No, you I can go to the uh, mentor retirement resort. No, sip umbrella drinks.
1: No, get what sand I'm, in my crack. No, what I'm saying is that I think that. <laughs> I think that up to this point, I have, I have viewed you as aspirational and I'm not saying that you're not still, but what I'm saying is that I think at this point, I'm ready to also be aspirational to you. Sure. Um, and so I want us to challenge, I, I, up to this point, I feel like you have made me better Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's my turn to also work toward making you better. And so I want to challenge you to really think about what you consume. Because I feel that you have sold yourself short in so many ways.
0: How so? Well, let me, hold on. So I, no, well, what do you mean by selling myself short?
1: I'm talking in terms of a, in this case, I'm talking about professional development. I'm so proud of how far we've come. Mm -hmm. Because when we first got together.
0: What do you mean? I only got laid off like three months into our relationship. (laughs) We were on easy street. Uh, Yeah. Living off the government tee. Rolling in that Obama- Unemployment check. Yeah. Thanks, Obama.
1: Um we've come a long way. Mm -hmm. But we still have so far to go based upon our potential and what we have to bring to the world. Like it both materialistically and uh like just like we have a lot of good to do. Yeah. And I just don't want us to sell ourselves short. So I guess what I'm asking you is to just consider, be more purposeful. Think about like how you spend your days. Because mm-hmm. you do a lot of consuming. I do. And you have, you are incredibly creative.
0: Sometimes.
1: And I think the more you practice that, the more, the better you'll get.
0: Yeah. Um, someone was talking about when you get up in the morning, write three pages right away.
1: Yes. I've heard like Just
0: write three pages. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've, that I plan on incorporating. Because for me right now, it's, I don't have faith that I can break the block.
1: Mm-hmm. writing
0: has become such a struggle for me that I have sort of accepted in my head that it's just gonna be that way and that way is not fun. Um, So I can't write for myself because it's not fun. I, I don't enjoy the process. Um, But one of the things that this podcast... Oh, we probably didn't even mention it, but you would have seen it on the Instagram feed. We have a podcast table now. So if I want to sit down and just stream of consciousness, something that's been in my head, which, I mean, my head goes, my mind goes thousand miles per hour, 24 um, seven. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked with Brian about this. Um, so much of making progress is about removing every excuse and every obstacle that you can, that you have in front of you. So like for us or for me, this podcast thing, you know, for the longest time it was set up down in the basement and that's, you know, you're going down into a dark hole and it's cold down there and, you know, they're all stupid excuses, yeah, but yeah. at the same, t- but they are excuses. Even when we move the microphones up here, when we were just doing it on the dining room table, we still like that's that's still a process to get yeah. all this stuff hooked up to hook up one microphone, and by the time that process is done, who knows if I even have it the creative juices anymore? So there are things that I intend to do to sort of push myself forward with this with this recording stuff and with my writing. That uh. That I think are going to lead to good things.
1: So that that's one of the one of the success principles in this mindset makeover, what seminar that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Number six is take action, and the question that she asks is, "Are you willing to take imperfect action to reach your goals?" <laughs> and I think that that is what holds you back. Yeah. Because you want it to be perfect. I think that there's a lot more perfectionism in you than.
0: I put a lot of pressure on myself and the things I create to be a escape hatch. Um, this is sort of delusional thinking, but like I always when I sit down to write, I'm not sitting down to enjoy the process or whatever. I'm sitting down to write something that will eventually get me out of my, you know, a dead end job. That's a lot of pressure to put That's on a lot of pressure on freaking essay about infinity, or, or you know, anything. So, um, with this podcast, the, the great thing about this podcast, and it really came, it really became clear when I sat down and talked with my cousin Brian earlier this week is this process is fun. And I told him, I was like, if I could sit down and just like talk to people, interview people for a living, that would be dope. <laughs> um, because like, you know, Brian and I are virtually the same age. We, we grew up together as family, but there's stuff that I don't know about him that, you know.
1: There's, there's stuff that you and I don't know about each other. Yeah. Uh, for no, real.
0: I, I, I know. And so, you know, we have a list of, I have a list of, of dream people that I'd like to sit down and talk to and that it's just fun.
1: Yeah. And so I also want to challenge you to consider that your job is not a dead end job.
0: Uh, work is just like, my brain is not in that mode. I know. To talk about work. Okay. But I would love to talk about lizards.
1: Okay. So here's here's what I dreamt about last night. And the the pre- preceding proceeding pre- cuz pre would be before. Proceeding proceeding um revelation that came to me. So last night I had this dream that I was me.
0: Sure. Makes sense.
1: But I was also a lizard named happy and this lizard me was in this beautiful cage with like levels and fun things to do like fun things to a lizard you know like
0: yeah not people fun but right definitely lizard, lizard fun. fun yeah sure
1: and it was nice in terms of what a lizard would
0: podcast be. title
1: lizard nice
0: lizard fun lizard
1: fun okay there we go. But even though I had it made for a lizard,
0: mm-hmm, for a lizard,
1: I kept trying to escape. And and me me, human me, kept capturing lizard me and putting it back in that cage. And saying, "You're safe here. You've got it made here." What are you doing? And lizard me kept saying, "But I'm not living. Like living is being out there where I can do whatever the hell I want to do."
0: Disney and, is ripping this off.
1: And and human me was like, but in there you're safe from birds and other things that want to <laughs> eat you. And like you could die tomorrow. Hmm. And lizard me was like, but I could die tomorrow just because my body gives out. Like right. I want to go out there and do the things that I want to do and not be in this little cage. And I think you can see the metaphor that I'm getting at here. <laughs> it's not very... Subtle. I'm
0: more just seeing the cartoon version of this. Oh,
1: my God. This is a serious thing. I
0: know. No, I understand.
1: Like, this is what I dream... Like, it was really a powerful dream experience for me.
0: Yeah. I don't have those. Ever. It's interesting.
1: Like, this was a spiritual happening for me.
0: Yeah. No, That. that's... Uh... It's super cool that you have enlightening dreams. Um, I am super envious. Most of my dreams involve being back in high school or college. And they're recurring. No, they're not recurring. What's the... uh, I have syndicated in my head. That's not what I mean. What's when the serialized Mm. my dreams are serialized. So I had to go back to high school because everyone in my class, class of 1998, there was a computer glitch that made us all think we had more credits than, than we had. And so we all had to go back to high school to finish our senior year, because if we didn't graduate high school, then our college degrees were, null and void as well so we all went back to high school and then like a lot of it has to do with me being in plays and not knowing my lines and
1: so i want to i want to dig into that a little bit okay because i think that there's i think that the reason you keep having those dreams is because there is a message that you're supposed to get out of it okay and that you haven't gotten yet
0: speculate
1: okay All right, let's do this. But before we do that, though, can you just... Do you have to pee? I do have to pee, but I also, I just want you to just like give me full appreciation for my dream last night because that's a pretty incredible, enlightening dream.
0: Yeah, I'm not kidding when I say I'm super jealous that you have a dream that clarifies your conscious existence. Yeah,
1: like it was intense. I woke up this morning like whoa.
0: Did you have did you have a desire for bugs? No. Okay, that's good.
1: But I have these experiences regularly. And that is what I mean by my like like things just like they're in alignment. Like it's like boom, 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 boom. And one thing makes the other things become more clear. That's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. So let's dig into your dream. Okay. So I do want to, before, before, so I want you to get into a space of, suspend any disbelief that you may have and get into a place, come into this open-minded for a minute. And I want you to imagine that there is someone talking to me. And I want you to know that my dream last night ended with me putting a piece of, a crunched piece of paper in the hole in the cage where I was lizard me was escaping Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and human me was saying, I'm just putting this here for now. Okay. And it was just a piece of paper that was very easily going to be pushed out. Okay. So just like, that's a pretty, I think pretty powerful thing to end a dream on. Like with me saying, I'm just putting this here for now. Right. Right like that pretty much lines up with what we're dealing with in life life right now. Right. That's pretty That's pretty crazy to dream about. Yeah. And I've had some seriously serious dreams that have like lined up big time. Okay. So let's imagine that your dream. Because I I am I am going into this like when my grandma appears in my dreams, I like to wake up and be like Hey, it was nice to talk to you, Grandma. You know, like I imagined that she was coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's imagine that that there is a lesson that you were supposed to be getting out of your dream that you're not getting, and this is why you keep having them.
0: What if I get it, but I don't? It's I don't know how to address it.
1: Well, let's do it. Let's address it. You're putting limitations on yourself.
0: Uh, I think it's pretty clear if you're dreaming about going back to, to high school that you have unresolved issues with your past.
1: All right. So what unresolved issues are they?
0: Uh, if we're just saying past generally, I'm sure there's plenty.
1: Okay. Well, let's dig into that. Um, it, do you feel that things that you have done – have because you talked about like um there was a computer glitch so you are being given credit for something that do you feel like a phony or a fraud in some area of your life
0: no the the glitch means that we didn't actually graduate right yeah that's what i'm saying do i feel like a fraud
1: yeah is there some area of your life where you feel like you've been given credit for something that you don't deserve no no Do you have, do you own or have something that you don't feel you deserve? No. Okay. (laughs) So you feel like you deserve every single thing that you have in life right now?
0: I think I, yeah, I think I've worked hard for everything that I have. Do you truly believe
1: that? Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's not it. No. So you there's a computer glitch and you have is there something that you're is there something that happened that you were like afraid of like that might come back to like bite you from high school just from a past experience no
0: no i don't think no i don't think that's true
1: did something happen in high school that you that like you haven't gotten over or college? I think
0: well, I think there's stuff going all the way back. Okay, like, well, that, tell me. Uh I am I am certainly not proud of the person I Okay, so when I look back at, at high school especially, I see a very angry person who didn't know why they were angry. Mm-hmm. I know why I was angry back then. Okay. I think.
1: Why were you angry?
0: Because I am, I have social anxiety. Okay. And things that, I resented the fact that things were easy for people, super easy for people around me that were, filled me with absolute dread. Mm-hmm. And people just did naturally mm-hmm. um, and I think if you look at my brother like that's the perfect example. My brother can walk up to anybody and start up a conversation. Um, that's my nightmare. I think I've spent a lot of my life um being angry uh and I'm sure that's that I I have deep regret over um, if I could live my life over, I would concentrate on putting that to the side. I mean, it would have helped just understanding what I was, what I was feeling. Um, You know, I'm, I'm sure there were people that I wasn't kind to merely because I was so um, frustrated with how hard, simple interactions with people were. Um, it seemed like most people didn't even put any thought into. Um, so, yeah. Like, I know in high school, like... <clears throat> it High school started with it being kind of like a foursome with me, my friend Steve, Zach, and Jeff. And... Um, at some point that got split in half, and Zach and Jeff were their own thing and Ze- and Steve and I are our other thing. And I it may not be true, but I'm sure a big part of it was just I was an insufferable prick. Um like I said, who wants to who wants to be around? A dude who's just fucking angry all the time, like I I can't even imagine. So. So yeah, I think the, if I have a if I have a sort of overall regret with just who I have been, it's that, it's that, um, I didn't accept that that was just who I was, Mm -hmm. that those things were going to be harder Mm -hmm. for me, but that didn't mean that I needed to take it out on other people.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I think I did.
1: And you don't do that now. What? You don't take that out on other people now.
0: No, because I can, obviously high school is such a a social uh, prison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as a grown up, uh you're lucky if you get to hang out with the people you like mm-hmm. uh for any length of time. So, no, I no, that's not something that I and I'm not I'm not angry all the time. No, you're not. Um and I think, you know, a part of that is I am not presented with uh situations where um my social anxiety keys up
1: I would actually I think that your social anxiety you have allowed your social anxiety to rule your life more than you more than you might think
0: more than i express mhm is not more than i think uh, okay. i know exactly okay. how how much it has limited me
1: okay so that's good i actually think that that might be yeah i think that there are that that's like your big barrier right now and like accepting who you are is important but it's also really important to accept who you are and then make improvements upon yourself like dig into deeper what about is it just a is it an anxiety that you understand
0: is it an anxiety that I understand?
1: Yeah, because I see that, um, like, for me, when I have anxiety, you know, you know what panic is like. It comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Is the social anxiety that you experience because I don't have social anxiety? No so, shit. Yeah, so I have to. You have to help me understand. Okay. Um. What? How your social anxiety presents itself? Um. Is it? Is it such that, is it like panic or is it like? No. It's not like panic. No. So there is, so it's like conquerable. Because panic is a physical, a physical thing that it's conquerable. Absolutely. Actually, all anxiety and panic is, is treatable. Right. Right. So, with that being said, is it something that you're willing to work on? Sure. Do you think that the dreams that you have about high school are that you know that it's something that you need to work on and you're afraid to?
0: Uh, I don't... One of the things that paralyzes my progress is not seeing a path. And that's that can come from, most of the time, it's just from ignorance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not from a, a, a unwillingness.
1: Why do you think that you have a right to know the path?
0: Have a right?
1: Well, yeah. Nobody, Nobody knows what their path is. So why do you feel like you have the right to know what your path path is? The path to
0: a solution for a problem, like, there are steps to follow. Oh, okay. If we're talking about about treatment,
1: which is how I... I thought you were talking about, like, a life path. No. Okay, okay.
0: I have, at almost every turn, rejected the idea of a life path.
1: Okay, that's why I thought you meant. Yeah. Okay. So you don't see a treatment path. Yeah. You been doing that for I know. It's
0: mommy's fault.
1: I know. She I'm, won't
0: let me stop.
1: I'm making daddy, I'm challenging daddy to be the best he can be.
0: In the army. You're probably too young for that, aren't no, you? No, I remember Oh, that. okay. Just checking.
1: Um, so I, I think there's a the simple path.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's that?
1: It's it's cognitive behavioral therapy oh, okay. 101. Yeah. You know, you have to train your brain to understand that there's not a threat to your body. You're having fight or flight fears. Mm. At a yeah. at a fundamental level, that's right. what it is. If sure. you're talking true anxiety, that's what all anxiety is, is that primitive lizard brain. Saying you're not safe. Right. So tell me, like, uh, tell me a little bit about a a, um, a situation that might cause you anxiety.
0: Here's a good one. Okay. We're we're gonna go. We're gonna pull from a classic. Okay. Uh. Dinner with your work friends.
1: Okay. It's, that's going to be a very, Your it's going to be a very different situation now, but maybe let's
0: not in my, in, in terms of me,
1: in me, me, it would be, will be right. Right. I own social situations much better than I did then. So, okay, this is good. So, okay. So what about that situation? So it's, it's basically the same thing that you're with people that you don't have a lot in common with, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know in that situation that you don't have a lot in common with them?
0: Um. Maybe let's let's pull back. It, maybe it's not having a lot in common with it's. So my typical behavior mm-hmm. in in those types of situations is to be quiet
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to observe and. To step in when I feel like I have something to say.
1: But that's not how you are in. I would say that's not your authentic self.
0: No. No, it's not.
1: Okay. Okay, go on. Um, I just want to make that clear. I have a point here, I think.
0: Go <laughs> on. Um, it's more about being forced to there, there's an expectation in a situation like that that you have to engage
1: so who has that expectation
0: certainly i do why because it's a social situation okay if you go to into a social situation everybody's was just sitting around quiet that doesn't make a whole lot of sense now does it
1: it's really interesting to me that that's your expectation Number one, I would argue that that expectation is self-made. Number two, I have learned recently that all expectations lead to frustration. Sure. All of that. That's
0: natural. That makes sense. I
1: I, I can't come up with an expectation unless it's met 100%. Like... That doesn't lead to frustration. Mm-hmm. So, what if you went into a social social situation and reversed your, or uh, and 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 went in without expectation?
0: <laughs> let me let me try something else. Okay. If there was okay, let's take. Uh, uh, um, Elena ah. just had her shower. Yes. yes. I knew. Matt and Elena, um, Amy, and Jason. Uh-huh. Those were the four people that I like. I right. know. They've been around for long enough in my life yes. that I'm familiar with them. I have no problem talking to them. Everyone else, no.
1: Well, that was pretty much the same for me. I, I right. knew of the other people.
0: If I had brought a book. Yeah. So Th- there is a certain expectation I, that.
1: Yep. I, I see where you're coming from. Yep. So, here's here's where here's where I think that. Um, okay. So let's set some let's set some social expectations. If you're at a at a gathering, mm-hmm. it will come across as rude. Rude if you pull out a book. Yes. Okay. So how could you Because I will agree with you 100%. Like I I could think of other things that I prefer I prefer social gatherings with a few close people. Right. I think it's probably the same that you do. Yeah. 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 Because we because you're allowed, you're able to talk and and um, but for me it doesn't come up as anxiety does it did that give you anxiety? yeah okay so how did you feel? I have an epiphany i think I think that perhaps it's not social anxiety okay I think that you are not comfortable with being bored
0: I'm sure that plays a part in it yeah but I I would say that if if someone who I didn't know at that party just approached me and started talking I'd want to crawl out of my skin
1: okay so what is it about what is it about um talking to people that you don't know that's different than talking to people that you do know
0: uh <laughs> people that know me have an exp- have a knowledge that i am going to be a certain thing and um that certain thing that i am is not always uh does not have universal appeal let's say
1: i don't think you give yourself enough credit This is sounding like insecurity to me.
0: Well, I'm sure I'm sure insecurity is some sort of aspect of social anxiety. Yeah. Because at the same time, if if we went to. Like if we went to a concert. Yeah. Or something, I'd want to come home and sleep for three days.
1: So it's part of it is being an introvert.
0: Yeah. Big part of it. Big part of it. Sure.
1: Yeah. And so, how can you, knowing yourself, knowing that you need alone time to recharge,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: knowing that talking to somebody that you don't know is going to make you feel a little uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. what could you do to challenge yourself to knowing that you are going, whether you... Whether you are in a social situation where you know the people or not, you're mm-hmm. going to need to recharge by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How there are ways, I think, that you could become more comfortable with talking with people. I think that's just a skill that you have to learn. Could be? Because I don't necessarily love small talk, but I've turned it into like, almost like playing. I've turned it into, like, a game. Like, Mm. how could I get this person to be my friend?
0: Do you ever, do you dwell on things that you've said that, in the grand scheme of things, like, mean nothing?
1: I used to. A year ago I did. I don't anymore.
0: Okay. I, uh...
1: Remember when I wrote... A big, long note to someone close to us because I was afraid that I offended them.
0: I know you wrote a note to someone that I offended. Are we talking about the same thing?
1: No. I just don't want to say it and, like...
0: Pick that scab.
1: I did pick a scab. No! (laughs) Literally. I, I meant by... Oh no by okay so let me say now had i had that conversation i would have written that note for an entirely different reason before i wrote that note trying to make myself feel better mm. now i would write that note saying I, I know what i said was not um like acknowledging that what i said it, it would be making to make the other person feel better Mm -hmm. so
0: i think i know what you're talking about i didn't realize you wrote a note i
1: did
0: okay
1: yeah but it was always to make myself feel better yeah like i need this person to like me now it's because i don't want to hurt somebody which is it's an entirely different reason Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i didn't want to hurt anybody before right I, it, so I, I it's not because i had complete disregard for other people's feelings but now it's not it's not it's definitely not selfish it was it was there was an aspect of selfishness to my to my actions before mm. so yes i have dwelled on things that i've said but you know what that came from is because i want to be able to like me now i feel confident yeah, enough in not, myself that
0: that wouldn't be my issue
1: are you sure? So why? what would it be then?
0: I don't know.
1: What other reason would you have for dwelling on something that you said?
0: Um, I think it's just like if I look back and in my estimation what I said was st- stupid or could have been said better, it's my own, like, I don't give a shit what they thought. I thought it was stupid.
1: By whose standards? Mine. Why? Why do you ha- put so much pressure on yourself?
0: I don't know. It's my brain.
1: Well, I think that's something you need to work on. My brain? <laughs> no, I mean like these standards that you've set for yourself that are mm. like unachievable. Well, can you put this away for me because I really need to go behind Okay. you have you are very hard on yourself
0: yeah that's probably true
1: because what benefit does it what is what thinking that something that you've done was s- stupid what what do you what purpose does that serve
0: I don't have an answer for that so
1: then why do you do it I don't know. All right. Well, there you go. Then you need to rewire that. <laughs> no, I'm. I. It's as simple as that. Like, knowing is, knowing is like eighty percent of the battle.
0: I heard some say it's half the battle, but
1: I think it's way more than half. Because if you know that it's like, you have these expectations for yourself, it all goes back to expectation. Mm-hmm. You have set these expectations for yourself that you're going to be say these things that you think are not stupid. You've set this bar for yourself.
0: Here's a good example. Going back and listening to these podcasts, uh-huh. right before I as I edit them and work the levels, why not? I've run into some cases where I have heard myself use the wrong word i know exactly what word i meant to say but i said a word that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. like it was not the right word and that like will give me a shot of butterflies or
1: whatever really sure oh baby (laughs) this is what you need to work on
0: i'm sure it's one of the things
1: This is one of the things that you need to work on. Because what, what do you, do you think that people like, like you got to dig into that and find the root cause of that. Why do you think anybody cares if you use the wrong word?
0: I don't think anybody does.
1: Okay. So it's you. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where that comes from. I don't know. Or what that comes from.
0: I don't know. Um, And what's actually what's. What's really bizarre about this whole thing is like. One of the things you'll see on this podcast is I will be the one who has to be reined in from talking out of school. Like saying some like. Admitting some. I'm going to admit some things on here that I know certain members of my family uh, it's gonna make them uncomfortable, not because I'm revealing anything about them, but just because I'm revealing things about myself that uh, that they would never. We don't talk about, or we don't, you know, bring it up, or whatever. I I don't. There's nothing I've done in my life, for the most part. That I wouldn't talk freely about on this podcast. So why do I get hung up on uh, a a word switch, a, a brain fart? My brain made a, a, a tiny little uh, mis- uh, misconnection and I hear it and I grit my is teeth. Is it fear? Fear of what?
1: Are you... is Is it... It's some sort of perfectionism because you're holding yourself up to the standard of perfection. Mm -hmm. And if perfection is the other is a pretty face of fear, what would you be afraid of? Because it's fear. It is fear. If you're getting a shot of adrenaline like butterflies, Mm -hmm. there's a fear. There's some sort of fear. Yeah, I don't know. You've had a lot of people in your life tell you not to do certain things because they would jeopardize your things. C- things. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting that out there. As...
0: I think that would that would affect whether I'm more inclined to try certain things, and it would explain, sure, what we're talking about here.
1: That makes sense.
0: We've run aground.
1: No, I'm just like, I feel like, like, I have always held you in this, on this godlike pedestal.
0: I can't wait to hear how this plays out.
1: No, it makes me so happy. <laughs> what I mean is that, like, I've, there's, connecting with you brings me a greater joy than anything else I can think of. Right. Right. And sure. you and I don't number one, we don't have a lot of opportunity to interact during the week, <laughs> yeah, you know, and i and my love language is words, correct um I like to i to, i love I am not I love compliments,
0: <laughs> yep,
1: so that's just an example of the words that I love and but But like having you open up in such a way that reveals things that I had hadn't known about you.
0: See, what's so weird about that is like, I guess I forget that people can't don't hear the conversations I have in my own head. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't feel like a revelation to me. I don't feel like I've opened some door to you that was closed
1: this is entirely um, new information to me
0: okay so uh, yeah I, I I don't know
1: I would I don't think you talked to me enough <laughs> well
0: you've I, I, two- I know it I know it sounds silly to say this after the conversation we've just had but like this hasn't ever presented itself to me as something that needs addressing or that, is any sort, I just accept it as a part of my personality. So it's not something that I've, uh, once I just sort of accepted it as part of my personality, I don't know that I've given it much thought.
1: And I would argue that accepting is only the first step. You got a long way to go, baby. (laughs) But I mean that in an exciting way. Sure. Like, because growth is super exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. And the journey is super exciting. And like, if you commit to growing in the ways that you, you know, we all have our own, um, what sort I'm looking Hang ups. For. Hang ups, like, um, blocks. Blocks, weaknesses, whatever they may be, we all have them. And we got to lean into the discomfort if we want to grow. and Growing is really exciting. And I see you as being able to do anything. And I don't think you see yourself in that way.
0: Mm. No. No, I don't.
1: And I see that if you can get, if you can grow from these things that Challenge you, mm-hmm. you are, would be unstoppable. You are so smart, and you are so kind and loving, and
0: this makes me uncomfortable.
1: I know, but it, you are, and like when I put you on this pedestal, it's because I know who you are, right? And I just want other people to know that too. And you, and you, when you, you don't market who you are you put up walls and the walls are I think are I'm the fear. somewhere
0: in between that I don't put energy into yeah into marketing myself right i do what i do and allow people to to evaluate and discover it on their own timeline not on anything else I don't think I'm blocking anyone from
1: no I don't think you're blocking but I do think that you you're making things harder than they need to be that may be so if I have grown in leaps and bounds by challenging things that make me feel uncomfortable and I've Can I see the value of it? One thousand fold. I would like to challenge you to do the same.
0: I will continue to dig.
1: I see you completely differently. In a good way. I do. Like, I didn't know this about you. We've been together for over a decade.
0: Yeah.
1: It makes me wonder what else you're keeping from me.
0: My lizard brain
1: <laughs> you can tell me some good things about me now. I love hearing it. it doesn't make me uncomfortable What at all. do you
0: mean? Do we need to go back through this and listen to how much I complimented you earlier? I don't, about your growth and everything?
1: Uh, yeah, but that's not like like I wonder like what when I don't know what you are thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, when I say that my love language is words, I want to know exactly what you are thinking about me. Like, I want to hear you say, on a regular basis, the things that you admire about me. I love compliments. They fill I- me with joy and love, and and I give them, and I want to receive them.
0: <laughs> Does Do you have... Is there some insecurity there on your part?
1: No, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's insecurity. Okay. I would say that it so is. Just
0: a little cherry on the sundae? Yeah. Okay.
1: And I am honestly, I would say that it, it just helps me feel closer to people. Mm-hmm. Just like this conversation that we just had. That makes me feel closer to you. Whether it's a new revelation for you or not. Right. It makes me feel closer to you. Um, it would just be like. It's like a hug. Like, I think your love language is touch, personal, or... Uh, I don't remember. Touch. Anyway, um, whatever it was. It, it, to me, it's like, that is how I feel love mm-hmm. when somebody tells me. Right. Like, at this point, I know. I'm pretty awesome. Sure. And I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be afraid to say that because I feel like people should... Know how awesome they are, and I'm gonna lead the way in that. I've got my pitfalls, and I've got my quirks, and I've got and I've got my things, but overall, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop me from wanting to hear if the people that I love tell me that I'm a good person, and why they love me. I just want to know why you love me, and I.
0: Awkward silence. No, and
1: I just like I. (laughs) It feels sometimes I get frustrated because I feel like I tell you, I give you, I I give you the the test answers, but you don't take. Hold on
0: one second. Consider where your hands were, and that you
1: you're deflecting. Okay, I'm trying to have a very serious moment here. Okay, I give you the test answers. Right. But you don't take them. You you refuse.
0: Oh, you're helping me cheat?
1: Yes. Uh. I'm telling you exactly what I need to feel my very best in our relationship. But you don't take the answers. Like we, I am like a dream wife (laughs) because I tell you exactly what I need. I don't play games. I used to. I used to be passive aggressive. Yeah. But now I I tell you directly what I need. Okay. But you still haven't taken them. I get slivers.
0: <laughs> Maybe, well, I will agree to use more of your test answers if you can learn to appreciate what... When I do make those compliments,
1: but see, you know what? Like, I do. I tell you like how much I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I always tell you how much I appreciate them. But the thing about it is what, that you have that I I need you to understand is that. Okay, so how, when do you feel like? When do you feel the most love for me?
0: most love for you
1: no when do you feel like i show you love
0: uh when do
1: you feel most appreciated
0: i don't i don't know i don't know that i that i see the i don't know if it's i don't see that as a micro question i see it as a macro question like i understand based on the whole package like that's how i see love
1: Okay. It isn't
0: in the individual moments necessarily.
1: Well then I don't have an example to give you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that words make me feel appreciated right and make me feel love. Sure. Just this week I had three I had one person tell me that they adore me. One person tell me that I have helped them get through a a blockage Mm -hmm. in their life, a barrier, whatever you want to call it. And nothing fills me with more joy than that, than somebody telling me expressly how they are thinking or feeling. And I just don't feel like I always get that from you.
0: That's something I'll have to work on.
1: I'm giving you the test answers. I know. Not very many women do that from what I've seen.
0: That's going to be our intro. That's going to be our lead into theme music.
1: No, that's a naughty thing to I'm say. I'm just kidding. I, when, you,
0: when you went in and, and used the bathroom, I sang a song about it. That's going to be our intro. I'm running out of gas I am too I just
1: I just wanted to put that out there okay because I I honestly at this moment in time I don't know why you love me
0: because you're kind and generous and you're a great example for our daughter and you make lots of money and you're sexy and funny and you make me better around other people you make that easier I can piggyback off your nonsense in your bright, shining light. And despite your effervescent uh, compliments of me, you do uh, push me to be better and hope for me to be better. And that's that's super important.
1: Just date me every once in a while. Date you? Yeah.
0: Oh, no. This sounds like a job for dad. What was were, what were she doing? I was trying
1: to make her sit or do the split.
0: Well, those are two very different things.
1: Thank you. I, one more thing before we go. You, your words, I want you to know that your words mean a lot to me. And that's why I want them. Your words are very powerful.
0: My words are cocaine, everyone else's words are crack. I'm the good shit. Mhm.
1: And I I I it, I that's why when I tell you like that all I need for a present is just like a paragraph of your written word. I am being 100%. Like it is better to me than any other thing that you can give me. Anything
0: noted well this has been a three hour conversation I know you probably wrap it up
1: yeah you have a lot to work with here